Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Allison, we've kind of been stepping into some of these things that really can sidetrack us in life. Uh, Things that, you know, all of a sudden you think you're moving really well. You think you're growing, you think you're good. And, and there, but there's just little things that just creep in our lives that sometimes can, you know, to use our rooted deep analogies, they can just dig down and create disease at the root level to where we really find ourselves in trouble. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is all of these, um, all of these issues have common, uh, common themes that we see throughout. And one of them is identity, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about, um, and so we, we're going to, you're going to hear that word and we just, you know, we just talked about identity. So you're going to hear that Mm -hmm. word throughout the next few podcasts when we talk about, and, and the last thing we talked about in our identity podcast was, what Reba actually said, you will not understand your identity unless you are rooted deep, unless you know who you are and who you are in God. And so um, you're going to hear us talk about this over and over again uh, in in these next few, in these next few sessions, because I think that's the, that's why we talked about identity and self-worth first, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, we, we titled this whole little series, Breaking the Mold, Mm -hmm. Shattering Limiting Beliefs. And I think as we look at that, um, as we look at that that thing, it's gonna every one of these things we're gonna talk about from our identity to today we're diving into the topic of addictions. And as we look at these things, I think we're all gonna find that we all have these things in our life that we say, well, that's just me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I that's just, just I me. That. That's just me. That's just the way I am. I'm yeah. And we were talking about this. I was actually speaking about this yesterday with somebody who um who was not complaining, but really just kind of saying, I don't know what to do with this person because they just say, that's just the way I am. And, and they were saying, you know, this person has so much potential, so much potential. And I was like, I've actually stopped looking at potential. I've started looking at patterns. Mm. And when somebody is continuing to say, that's just me, that's just the way I am. And I think we all, like you said, we all do it in some way. That's kind of our default. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just take, take it, you know, and some of that, um, but we've got to break some of these patterns. And like you said, break some of these, you know, and, and the, this, these, this mold, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because I think we think, uh, oh, and, and maybe it's what we've been taught. Uh, maybe it's how we've been conditioned and maybe it's just a lazy way out, uh, yeah. to be real honest with us. But I think we, we've kind of been conditioned and to think that, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I just, this was the mold I was poured into at birth. And this is my family setting. It's the mold I was poured into. Yeah. This is my life story. It's the mold I was poured into. And therefore I'm kind of stuck with it. And yeah. I think that Bible teaches the opposite of that. I, I think the Bible says that, yes, there's all kinds of s- situations in this sinful, broken world that we're going to have to deal with. But through the power of Christ, we have the ability to break that mold and say, wait a minute, I, I'm not going to. I'm not limited by that. And, and right. I, I really can go beyond that. And so I think, you know, as we talk about, especially today, as we dive into the ideas of some addictive behaviors and, and today, Allison, we're not talking about drugs. 
and we're not talking about alcohol. And we've done that before. Yeah. We've talked about both of those topics before. In fact, yeah. we had our, our great friend on here who did an interview and talked a little bit about Celebrate Recovery and about some of the powerful things that they're doing there in dealing with drugs and alcohol addictions. But today we're going to kind of get into the addictions that a lot of us don't call addictions. Right. Exactly. And it's right. a lot of things. A lot of these things are actually good things. And they uh, can be, like, yeah. they can be good things. Mm -hmm. um, and so just dive in. We have a list and, and you did a list and I did a list and they overlap in so many ways. Um, I left one out that you added. So we're just going to go. I mean, just talking about and this is probably the first. And when you hear like food and exercise, for example, food, a food addiction or an exercise addiction. You're like, that's not, I mean, you know, maybe especially the exercise addiction is like, I wish I were addicted to exercise. Right, never, right, right, right. That was one that I've never struggled with, but the food definitely, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, you're going to hear maybe some of these things are might, might just kind of, um, you know, maybe trigger something. You're like, oh yeah, that, that might be me. So we're going to talk about these mm -hmm. things. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think there are things in er everyday life that, become more important to us they become uh, a larger part of our life than maybe we've realized yeah whether it be in time or whether it be in you know in in the relationships that we have or whatever that might look like um yeah and, it, and really it is I, I like that word relationships because it's it's our relationship that we have with these things yes and, and what it means to us and how we think about them and, and what perspective we have on them. And that really is what brings us from something that could be a good thing. Like you just mentioned exercise. Exercise is a fantastic thing. We should exercise. It's good for our health. But there is a point where exercise can become a bad thing if our relationship with exercise becomes twisted and right. warped. And all of a sudden, it's the way I think about exercise that suddenly changes what, what was a good thing to a bad thing. Right, exactly. And so some of the addictions that we're going to be talking about today, um, addiction with shopping, uh, like we just mentioned, food, social media and technology, um, an adrenaline rush, um, you know, mm -hmm. whether it, no matter what, if you're, if you're an adrenaline junkie, uh, even work. Uh -huh. uh, and, and you mentioned a few that I don't, I don't have down here. You mentioned work. Uh, and then there were a couple of others that you mentioned that I hadn't gotten to yet. And I was, cause I was making my list. Yeah, no, you know, um, even like gambling, we think about, mm, yeah. and you know, and, and I'm not necessarily always talking about going to the casino. Uh, you know, although that's the first thing we think about, well, I don't go to casinos, you know, um, well, I'm not asking if you got on a plane last week and flew to Vegas, uh, and blew a hundred thousand dollars. What, what I'm, there's other ways that we can find that we are very compulsive, Mm -hmm. um, in the way we, we gamble with different things in our life. And so it, it's going to be interesting. I think as we have a, you know, a conversation about some of these things. So right now I'm sure there are people listening and they're like, Oh, okay, I've turned this podcast off because, yeah. um, I don't want to talk to me. I didn't mention coffee. Right. <laughs> I, I noticed that. You, yeah. Uh, but there's all things, you know, I think anything can become a bad thing when it becomes the most important thing. You know, and uh, we have to be careful of those things in our life. So let, let's just dig in and maybe talk about the practical side of things. You know, why do things become an addiction 
You know, an addiction is in simplicity is anything that would interfere with our daily lives or our relationships or our responsibilities. Those things, any of those things can become addictive to us. They can become patterns for us. So technology, for instance, can become very addictive. In fact, it's designed to become addictive. Um, so that, man, I just can't seem to stop looking at these reels. I can't stop, you know, going through my feed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, is there anything wrong with looking at reels? No. Is there anything wrong with scrolling through your feed? No, not at all. But how much time do you give to that every single day? And what are you neglecting? Yeah, that was my next question. What are you missing out on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, I think the really simplest question is, do you have to or do you want yeah. to? Right. Yeah. Because I think there comes a point in all of our addiction language where it becomes a have to. Yeah. No, I cannot get through today unless I do this. Yeah. And I can say, I say in a real casual way, no, I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to buy that stuff from Amazon. Right. But can, can you really not? Can you, you know? really keep yourself? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and these things, that's interesting because like we said, these, none of these things are bad in and of themselves, but like, mm-hmm. but when it changes, when it changes our relationships, when it change, when it um, mm. gets, inter- when it interferes with, uh, work and family and that's the most and then it becomes part of our identity um yeah. and then mm. we you know that's that's one of those things that well she you know and if and taking coffee for example i mean i am known for always walking around with a cup of coffee in my hand it's true um it's true. It, it and uh and is that something that i say yeah i can get through the day without it you know and i'm like well, well i don't know if i can <laughs> um but I think at this point, you know, I'm, uh, we're going to talk about something else and not, we're not going to be talking. No, I think when, and, and we can joke about it, but sometimes there's, you have to be honest. And I, and especially like with something like shopping or, mm-hmm. or work, you really mm-hmm. have to be honest because these are things that people do every day. And it's not mm-hmm. like you can completely 100% stop buying things, you know, or right. you can completely stop, step away from work. And so it's, it's right. understanding when the line has been crossed and when yeah. it's becoming, like you said, interfering or neglectful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when, when we know this is happening, at least in my years of counseling, when I can usually see flags of flying in a person's life in, in a conversation about this is when there is an emotional attachment to the thing. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, you know, we, we all eat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Per- food's a perfect example. We all eat. Uh, yeah. We need to eat. Food's good for us. You know, there's nothing wrong with having your meals and even a snacks or whatever. But there's a point where food becomes emotional. Mm-hmm. So when I feel bad, I eat. Yeah. When I feel happy, I eat. Mm-hmm. When I want to, when I, you know, I don't know how to celebrate without food. I don't, you know, I don't stress. know how to yeah. stress. Right. I, when I'm stressed, I eat. So suddenly food connects to an emotion. And then that's when food can really become, you know, that's when people can start emotionally eating. And, and that is the, you know, at the core of food addiction it is that conversation about emotional eating. And so, mm-hmm. Those are, you can see that tie in food is an easy one to see it in, but you can see it in almost everything because some people don't eat, they shop. Right. Some people don't shop, they work to avoid the problem. Yeah. You know, 
there's things aren't good at home. So suddenly I stay three hours later at work. I don't have to, but I tell my wife, I do. I tell yeah. my husband, I do. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I bury myself in my computer and say that I do, but really what I'm doing is I'm hiding out from the world yeah. by, yeah. and I'm blaming it on work. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? And it's, I mean, it's an, an emotional or it's an escape. Um, right. Like I think yeah. social media is definitely an escape work. Like you just mentioned is an escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even, and you, you mentioned a good activity that becomes, mm. you know, because if it's too important, um, and I, I, just a few weeks ago, I was really struggling and I was, I was drawing all the time. And, and my husband did ask me, he said, has this become an escape for you? Or are you really just enjoying, you know, if, if you're enjoying it and if it's producing some great pieces and you love it, that's great, but make sure it's not. And I actually had to stop and think, am I just escaping mm. using my artwork? It's a good thing. Everybody's like, Allie's over there drawing. And, you know, and there were times when I'm like, I, I really need to put this down because I am using this as an escape. And I had mm-hmm. to check back. I had to go back and say, all right, my emotions, you know, and you and I actually had to talk about this. I had, you know, I was, I was emotionally drained. I was, I was struggling and it was, it was interesting because the first, I think it was one of my first symptoms because some of these things is shopping and the food and any addictional is a symptom of something, like you said, absolutely emotional behind it. And Mm -hmm. so it's not like, you know, and thankfully I didn't go out and, and, and blow a bunch of money on Amazon. You know, I, I wish I had, uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> shoes, like shoes. shoes. Um, but I was, I was just using my sketchbook and my art pad just to kind of escape what, mm-hmm. you know, and, but thankfully there's people in my life that can say, okay, there's an emotional attachment to something behind that, you know? And, um, and so it was, e- it was easy for, you know, because I had friends around me that were like, okay, Hey, you know, step back and look at how you're doing. Um, and I think that's when, when you say emotional, um, there's an emotional attachment. That's a lot of these addictions are kind of, it's an mm. outward symptom of, of something else going on. Absolutely. Whether it's avoidance, you know, and sometimes it's just avoidance of something. You don't want to deal with something. You don't want to have yeah. to face it. You don't have to think about it. And, you know, we use noise and I, and I use noise as a, a larger term. Noise helps us drown out what we don't want to think about or deal with. That's noise. And so that could be anything that fills that gap so that we can somehow move the brain from thinking about it to not thinking about it. Yeah. And whether that's drawing or whether it's shopping or whether it's eating or whether it's gambling or whether it's what, you know, diving into a a feed or, you know, a binging, you know, 27 episodes of Grey's Anatomy, you know, whatever it is, any of those things could be Mm -hmm. a problem. If right. we're avoiding, you know, if it's an avoidance technique or if it's yeah. this or that. And I, and I think, you know, you know, we're, as we get into this, I, I want, what I, we hope at the beginning of this podcast, if you're listening, what we hope is that you're going, okay, hmm, I heard something that I can identify with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've really cast the net pretty wide here, Allison, right, at the yeah. beginning uh, in order to maybe help you as the listener to be able to say, Hey, where do I fall in all of this? Um, uh, you know, do I see some of myself in any of this? Because I think it's easy for us to go, Oh, that's not me. Yeah. You hear addiction and you're like, well, I'm not addicted to drugs or alcohol. So I'm exactly. Fine. 
And right. no. And so how do we know? I mean, how do we say, okay, mm. I, I drink coffee a lot or I shop a lot. How do I know it's become addictive, you know, or how do I, how, how can I identify that in myself? Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think as we, if we think about the, the, the links, uh, I, mm -hmm. for me, I, I look at the links. What, why, why am I here? Mm -hmm. Or why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, if I start to see some things in my life that are repetitive behaviors or that take massive time or that is spending lots of money or where there, there's these little, uh, you know, there's going to be these little flags that fly for us. Yeah. And when we, when we, what, what is that thing for us, you know, and, and it may, everybody may identify, I, you know, I go for a, you know, an eight mile run, you know, um, I, I talked to a guy not too long ago, you know, who got into marathon running mm -hmm. because him and his wife were having problems. Yeah. And he said, in order to stop dealing with the problem, I started running. Yeah. And I realized that I could tell my wife I'm training for a marathon. And that required me to be gone hours and hours and hours after I got home from work. So I could go out here and run. And he said, here's the thing about it. Running is peaceful. Yeah. It's quiet. I was by myself and I knew I did not have to go home and have conversations with my wife that I didn't want to have. Yeah. So for this guy and for this situation, you know, he understood, he knew what he was doing yeah but on the outside what it looked like man this guy's training for a marathon how cool yeah. is that you know nobody knows that he's training for a marathon because he's got marital problems he doesn't want to deal with mm -hmm. so i think yeah. for all of us we need to be honest with the whys behind our what's right what are you doing exactly. well, but why are you doing this mm -hmm. you know um are are there things in our life that we try to avoid or are we struggling with maybe boredom, mm -hmm. loneliness, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and even stress? What do you do when you get stressed? This is a great question. Now you say, I exercise. Beautiful. How much? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I, you know, I go online and I just kind of scroll. Okay. How long? How long? Yeah. Exactly. And that's when I, you know, in boredom, stress, sadness, loneliness, what, you know, like you said, what do I do and why? And even, and this is, again, we're going to say this, we say this in every podcast, journaling is really helpful It um, is because, or, or those habit trackers or those, you know, the bullet journals that everybody was doing a couple of years ago to where you can say, okay, how much time did I spend in this activity mm -hmm. and how much, you know, we were talking about the other day, I can lose a half an hour to an hour scrolling feeds, you know, absolutely, these, you know, and, and it's interesting, these little videos and they're so funny and mine are full of, um, uh, right now and mine is full of whipped coffee and boxer dogs. I mean that, that that's because that they keep sending right. me more obviously because obviously you know, every time you like watch you one, said, right. Every yeah. time you watch one and old and, um, gymnastics from the eighties, I'm starting to get more and more of these, you know, okay. and well, this there thing because like you said, technology is actually created to be addictive. Um, it's the same. It is. And so, uh, a friend of mine, we were talking, I'm like, I'm losing so much time in, in scrolling. And she was like, I, I actually set an alarm as soon as, you know, if I'm going to sit down and watch, you know, I'm like, I'm going to rest, I'm going to respond, but I have to set a 15 minute alarm to know, okay, I've got to put it away because I was you. And that's the thing. That's the important thing about it. You have to start asking number one, 
what, and then why. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then like, like you said, how much time am I losing? How long have I, have I, um, have, or what have I, especially what have I lost in the meantime, what relationship or what task am I missing out on? Um, what conversation am I, am I missing out on with my spouse mm-hmm. because I'm scrolling a feed or because I'm, I'm scrolling Amazon or, you know, and so, but like you said, this is so important to look at the why. Is it boredom? Is it loneliness? Is it, mm-hmm. is it just a compulsion that now at this, now there's no reason why now it is, I can't stop it. I'm I, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's become a compulsion. I'm addicted to it now. And, and it's, yeah. yeah, it's part of what I do. And I think, you know, you said what relationships am I missing out on? I think at the end of the day, you have to have a reason to want to change. Yeah. I think, you know, in, in this conversation, if, if people are like, you know, I don't have a reason to change, they're not going to change. Yeah. So I think, you know, even understanding why is it important for me to actually analyze this in my life? And why is it important for me to deal with any of this stuff that may be creeping up? And that's because there are things that you're losing as a result of this. There is a trade. And you mentioned, you know, just maybe, maybe you're losing your, your marriage, you know, because every night, you know, all you guys do is sit in the same room and you never have conversation because all you're doing is scrolling each other, you know, your own feeds and doing your own thing for the whole night, you know, um, or maybe, you know, maybe there's your children, you know, I think one of the easiest things to do, um, and I don't have kids, so I can't speak into this, but I, I've watched parents and I can totally get why this would be easy it's easy to let your kids just jump on social media or, right. or, or look at videos on Watch. their phone. Yeah. Yeah. Because wow. they keep them quiet and occupied. <laughs> so you can go get your stuff done. And I fully understand that there's an element of that. That's okay. But I also think there's a point where that whole family that can become the family thing. Hey, look, we're just all going to sit here and stare. We're never going to have conversations. And then all of a sudden your kid's 14 and you're going, Oh my word, we've got problems. How do we get here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because you haven't had a real conversation in eight years, you know? Yeah, exactly. You've been in the same room, except for you text each other. Right. Um, and like, that, that's what we're saying. We're saying that this is not, it's, it's not a bad thing until right. it becomes the most, like you said, the most important thing. And so we're not saying, we're just, we're definitely not saying stop eating, stop shopping, stop, you know, stop scrolling social media. Um, but we're, but we're saying look behind and mm-hmm. what's, what's pushing that. And then how, when, where did you get, I, I, I really feel like, cause when we talk about, you know, the, the addiction aspect, you have compulsion, you have craving and you have these consequences and addiction, especially mm-hmm. when in spite of the negative consequences, you're still doing it. It's like, I, you know, I'm out of money, but I'm, st- I doesn't, it doesn't matter. I still have. You know, I still I'm have still charging that car. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I've, I've lost these relationships and yet I'm still not mm-hmm. willing to give up this, you know? And so in spite of these negative consequences, I'm still doing what, you know, what I'm addicted to and no matter what it is. And I, and I remember, you know, seeing, you know, a documentary on gambling and how it breaks down, you know, breaks down families and breaks down relationships. Mm-hmm. And these people are like, I chose I chose the thrill of gambling, winning and losing. I chose that over my family. And in mm. spite of those negative consequences, I continued on the same with shopping. Um, I had, 
you know, an, a, an issue with a friend a few years ago who literally almost lost their marriage and there's still the compulsion to spend was, was strong. And, yeah. and they, they really had to, and somebody had to really kind of get in their face and say, listen, you know, you're losing everything over this addiction. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there is a cycle to this and, and you kind of, yeah. uh, you've mentioned several things in, in, in those few sentences there that, that kind of have, uh, that into that cycle, because here's the thing, and this is what you have to know. There's always that initial pleasure that comes with the thing that you are struggling with. There is an element of pleasure to it every single time, or we wouldn't yeah. be addicted to it. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where, and most of the time it's actually a physical reaction. Endorphins are released as an, as a result of in the body, we've got these endorphins. It triggers that whether it be, you know, um, winning at something or, uh, you know, exercising, obviously we know we've got this endorphin release, whether it be, uh, people bragging on you and saying how mm -hmm. awesome you yeah. look or how awesome you are, or whether it be, uh, you know, Chocolate. somebody liking your post or somebody, you know, mm. we're, we're at this point now where people post things and they're waiting to see who's going to respond. And based on the responses, they actually get an endorphin release right. as people respond to whatever it is that they said. So therefore what happens? Ah, mm. now I go from this to, Oh, I got to write more. And I want more people to respond because I need, I want to feel that way again. Right. I need to repeat this because I want to feel that way again. Um, pornography is one of those addictions mm -hmm. where obviously we've got lust connected to it, which is a strong pull as the eyes and the heart. But, you know, there are a lot of women, Allie, and we've talked about this in the past. Uh, you know, it used to be pornography was a, a man's conversation. That yeah. is no longer the truth. Pornography is also a woman's conversation now is a lot of women have fallen into the traps of pornography. And what happens is there, there is an, there's a release in the body. There's actually a physical reaction to what you see and yeah. there's pleasure that comes with that. And when that pleasure comes for however long it lasts, we want to repeat. Yeah. Yeah. It, it causes Mm -hmm. A chain reaction. Exactly. It's yeah. And so now I'm repeat. Now I want to put it on repeat. Well, that becomes an obsession. Right. I want it again. Mm -hmm. And I'm obsessed with getting it again. Yeah. And I want it again. And just like the addict who needs a little bit more drugs or a little harder drug to get the same high they got want you know, it's the same thing. I got to spend a little more. I got to yeah. run a little further. I got to work a little harder because I, I get this a special high from people telling me how awesome I am. Um, right. I get, you know, because I have low self-esteem, I have a low, I'm insecure in my own, who I, who I am. And so, man, when somebody tells me I'm beautiful, that is a high, like nothing else. So I'm willing to go get surgery. I'm willing mm -hmm. to go get all kinds of strange things. And I'm actually willing to sacrifice and look awful Yeah. in pursuit of looking good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't understand that I don't even look like I'm the same person that I used to be because I'm so obsessed now with that high that I got from being this beautiful, you know, or being this or being that. And then it becomes, then it becomes a compulsion. So now we start into this addictive cycle of, it becomes what I call automatic. 
Um, it's yeah. just the way I'm now my brain has a wiring. I have a pathway now that runs that route and it, it, it knows the minute it feels it, boom, I know the, the brain knows the route to run. So it's no longer me having to think about it anymore. It's just an right. automatic thing. There I am. I'm in the middle of it. And, and, and as you said a while ago, now the negative consequences are beginning to flow out of my life. But even though I'm having negative consequences, sometimes I'm still so attached yeah. to the high that, that this brings that I'm willing to deal with the negative consequences to keep feeling the way I feel at the beginning, even though I know right. the negative consequences are coming. And yeah. isn't that crazy? That Yeah, it is. And we see it, we can see it in, you know, in a drug addiction we can see it in a gambling addiction, but we don't always recognize it as quickly in an addiction of something that, that is a day-to-day, -day, you know, like, like work, shopping, uh, exercise, uh, food, mm -hmm. you know, and so you have to stop and say, okay, is this, you know, is this something that, you know, negative consequences with food come in? Um, and, and we've, we've heard, we've seen this before. We've heard it before, you know, sitting in a doctor's office and I'm like, okay, how did I get here? or how I can't play with my kids anymore. How did I get so unhealthy? You know, mm -hmm. and, and those things with work, it, it, it's, um, you know, these missing relationships and it, it doesn't matter anymore because I'm just, I, that's who I am. It becomes part of our identity. That's yep. just who I am. That's what I do. It's you just take it or leave it kind of thing. And that's where these relationships are broken because they're not willing to, you know, willing to admit. And I, when we're, we're working with women, here in the Dominican, you know, we work with women and a lot of them come with, you know, with an addiction. Um, and it's one of those things, the very first thing we need them to do, to do and say is I have a problem, you mm -hmm. know, I, I, and identifying that first, I have a problem, whether it's food or whether it's, I, I'm addicted to chaos or I'm addicted to, to this, uh, unhealthy relationship or toxic relationship, or I'm addicted to, you know, whatever it's, uh, I'm addicted to stealing, you know, I'm addicted to that, that rush, something I, you know, and with, with celebrate, we go with, through these, through celebrate recovery with these women, because it's not just drugs and alcohol. It's That's right. Celebrate recovery identifies itself as anybody who has a hurt, a habit or a hangout, uh, a hang yep. up. And mm -hmm. it's, we all, you know, have these compulsive behaviors and identifying them and saying, okay, first of all, I know I have a problem. Secondly, I don't know or I know that I'm going to need somebody else's help, um, through this. And, and even, and so that's why I think Satan is so astute with these good behaviors that become compulsive, you know, these mm -hmm. things I have, I can't stop working, you know? And, but it, when it becomes, like you said, um, distracting or, um, interfering with, uh, we yeah. have to, we have to start and how do I identify it? And once I've identified it, now what's the next step? And I think that's what we're going to talk about. What do I do now? Yes, I've identified I'm I'm struggling with this impulse, or this compulsion, or this you know this craving or this addiction. What what what's my next step? Yeah, absolutely. And and I I want to I don't want to miss that. We're going to get that next step. But I want to throw yeah, something yeah. in here. I think is important. And that is you know there are a lot of people in Christian ministry that they're quick to, you know, let, let's go help somebody who's the drug addict, the alcohol addiction. Let's go help somebody who's got the addictions. But some of us in Christian ministry are, you know, we're addicted to the ministry. Mm, we find yeah. our worth in the ministry. We find our identity yeah. in the ministry. And I know so many of, 
of people in Christian ministry, they're losing their families, they're losing their marriage, they're losing their kids. Why? Because they're addicted to the ministry. Um, and yeah. there's a high that comes with being the pastor or that, that comes with everybody needing you or that comes with being the pastor's wife or that becomes, and if we're, if we're not careful, um, we can, again, um, we can, a good thing, but we can get that place, that thing out of balance in our lives. Yeah. And so I want to just, you know, I want to say that because I think sometimes in Christian work, it were easy to look, look across the aisle and yeah. talk about everybody else. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, uh, who right. needs to have a conversation with myself and, and think about, you know, where I am and who I, who I see myself to be. But as we, as we move from here and say, okay, how then can I deal with this issue? How can I cope? Okay. Um, you know, I think is, is obviously sometimes you could just seek help. Uh, you know, you, there are, there is counseling available. And for some of you, you may not feel like you have, you're equipped to be able to deal with this in your life. And there is nothing bad, sinful, wrong, or taboo about going to a good counselor and saying, hey, this is some of my struggles and I'd like to try to get help from there. And, and emphasis on good counselor, you know, uh, not every counselor is a good counselor. Uh, so, you know, let's say that, but seeking help is a good, it is, is not a bad thing. Um, but you may feel like, okay, maybe I'm not there. Okay. Maybe I don't feel like I've got to go do that, but what are some ways I can cope, um, on my own if I don't feel like I need to go and get some counseling. And I think one of the first things, Allie, I think this all starts in our minds. I think this is yes. a battle in the brain, right? Um, and stinking thinking, sometimes uh, addictive thinking causes us these patterns that become automatic. So I think, you know, uh, in our, in our culture today, we call it practicing mindfulness. I, it's, it's, a, it's, it's as old a habit as, you know, as the Bible that talks about whatever you think is who you'll become. Right. And yeah. so I think we need to start thinking about, I love it. You said this lady set a timer. It, it's consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's conscious yeah. awareness of where, how much time am I spending? Because, you know, it's so easy to think I've been here for 30 minutes and in on, in reality, you've been there for two hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think being mindful, what are the, can I, let me pay attention to my life right now. Yeah. Let me look yeah. at these, let me look at these areas of my life. And do I see some things, you know, is the Holy Spirit flagging me right now going, Hey, this area yeah. right now is where you need to pay attention. And if that's the case, then how could I be just be, let's think about it. Yeah. And, and then, and as I think about it, I think I ought to pray about it. All right, Lord, mm -hmm. show me where right. I've got areas in my life that I need to work on. And a God will show you. Exactly. It's a, it's a search me, oh, you know, search me, Oh God, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and show me and, and, and the Holy spirit, I, I, I was talking to a, a friend, a coworker the other day, and we're like, man, we're continually forgetting about the power of the Holy spirit within right. us, but, and the wisdom. And, mm -hmm. and we're, we're constantly forgetting that that is at our fingertips. And that is God is, God is right there. And, and like you said, asking him in prayer, saying, you know, just show me, like you said, show me what it is, where it is, how much time, and then I'll, and give me, and I know, and he's done this in my life. Um, he's done this. And I know in, in other people's lives, he's actually brought around circumstances that'll wake us up. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, if we're, 
and I, yeah. and I, and I truly believe that. And I've, I've been like, because I've been there, I've had yep. that, you know, Balaam on the donkey moment where there's literally, I mean, not in <laughs> real life, donkey did not speak to me and say, stop scrolling on your internet. Yeah. But, um, right. there was a moment where it's like, hang on a minute, yeah. uh, where are you going? You know, and what are you doing and how much what time you, have you spent mm. or what have you, what are you losing? What are you missing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think there's a word here that's actually such a biblical word. It's called balance. Mm. And looking at our lives and saying, where is my life off balance? You know, where are these things and, and bringing things back into balance. I think sometimes when we, when we get motivated to change, we, we go from the extreme left to the extreme right or vice versa. And that's Mm -hmm. not a healthy, that's not a healthy move either. So it's not, you know, what we're not saying is, well, you know, Reba, I think I'm addicted to food, so I'm just not going to eat next week. Well, no, that's not what we're saying, you know, or, you know, I'm just never going to turn my TV on again. No, that's not what we're saying either. It's trying to find the balance in your life. And in order to do that, if you're imbalanced in an area and you want to find balance, then you have to set controls Mm -hmm. to help you find the balance. So a timer, parameters. Uh, 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 you know, maybe, Hey, a structured schedule. Yeah. For some people, that's just what they need. Hey, look, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I sat down here at seven o'clock and kind of been scrolling through it's eight o'clock. Now I'm done. Yeah. I've got now at eight o'clock. This is my thing. This is what I'm doing now. And it, that helps if you struggle with boredom or with loneliness or with some of those areas where you don't really have someone around filling the gap for you. Um, it's just more of a structured time. Yeah. Uh, and I think those are helpful. So these are really little practical things that help us bring back balance. And then I also think routine. Yeah. Um, a, just a normal every day. And these are so practical, Allie, but, and we haven't said anything profoundly biblical yet. These are just really practical applications of strategies in life. A, just a simple, the routines of your day, look at your routine. Where do you find yourself? What does it look like right now for you? Where are those problem spots? And now what do I do? Change my routine. Right. Exactly. Because again, all of these, all of the addictions that we've mentioned, require at some point require time um at at some Mm -hmm. level and so being able to account for you know especially especially with with work and even eating shopping all that scrolling any of these require Mm -hmm. you know like you said mindfulness but looking at the clock and saying where did i lose where did i lose an hour where did Mm -hmm. i lose an hour and a half um and that's been recently with me a friend of mine was trying to help me through this you know, a little bit of a, you know, compassion fatigue. So maybe some little, you know, tending toward burnout. What am I going to do? And just having, having those moments, you really need to account for where your time is being spent, what it's being spent on and, and make a change. And so I started, I, I, I changed, I did change a lot of things in my house. I changed a lot of things in my schedule, even going into the workshop uh, and I was able, like you said, to kind of break it up to where I could identify it better mm-hmm. and then, and then change it and then, you know, keep a, keep a balanced, uh, a balanced approach, uh, to what I was going through. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, I mean, if you're spending, you know, if it maybe it's the addiction of, of buying things that you don't need. Um, and you know, and that's so easy to do. I mean, oh my goodness. You know, I mean, it's so easy to go into a store for, you know, for one or two things that you need and come out with, you know, four t-shirts, pair of shoes and a belt. And you're like, wait a minute. I went in there to get like, you know, 
Ajax, you know? Right. You know, yeah, exactly. And I, I came out, what did I come out with? What, what, happen, what just yeah. happened? Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, as you go through this, it's the ability to keep receipts and walk right back in that store mm-hmm. and return all that stuff. Um, yeah. and not, and not say, well, I bought it, I guess I'll keep it, you know, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's correct. But also, I just think you've said this a couple of times. It's a friend, a friend, a friend, a friend. Yeah. we've got, I think we have to have people in our lives that we can have an honest conversation with and say, Hey, look, here's where I'm struggling right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, you know, I'm really struggling. I'm shopping too much. I'm spending way too much. I've taken a look at my spending and -hmm. you say how to do that. Pull out your credit card statement. Yeah. If that's how you, or look at your bank statement. Okay. Uh, we, we live in an age today that a lot of people don't look at it. They just pay the bill. Right. Yeah. Pull it out and look at it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. categorize it. Yeah. And if you find that 10% of your budget goes to how to your utilities and all of that, and 60% of your budget goes to your shopping problem, you may have a problem. So you see, these are things, okay, wait a minute. I got to get control of this. And then under recognizing it for what it is, getting an accountability partner to ask you how you're doing, but then you got to fill that slot with something, take something out. You better put something back in. Right. Yeah. That was my next point is when you, re- when you remove something, it creates mm. a vacuum and all of a sudden your body does miss out on endorphins and dopamine, you know? And so, um, the one thing that I did to stop, I actually created a, a different routine because I was, you know, kind of escaping into just like scrolling or maybe drawing or whatever. And I started a habit of, I created a turndown service in my house. In other words, I take just to break up what I'm doing in the evening. Mm -hmm. I actually get up, I straighten the house up and then I actually go into my bedroom and I, I clean it again. If it's, if it's messed up or if it's messy, I put the, you know, put some clothes away. I give myself, and I only give myself about 20 minutes. I'm like, let's see how much I can get done in 20 minutes. But I turn down the bed, I turn on a lamp, turn off the lights. And I actually do, I give myself like a turn down service to where I'm, um, I, it's really was just to get me off the couch, um, or off, Mm -hmm. you know, off the internet or or off, you know, it was just to create something. And then the feeling of just walking into my bedroom and it being like the lights are dimmed and it's, it's cool. I put a diffuser in there, you know, I just created a, and that gave me a really relaxing scent that I was like, okay, I enjoyed that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I did, like you said, I had to, I had to replace scrolling with something. I'm not just going to sit there blank and stare at a wall, no. you know? And so what am I going to do? I'm going to um, do something productive. And, 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 and it gave me that, uh, it replaced that, you know, that, that good feeling I always get from scrolling. It replaced it with a good feeling of relax, you know, uh, creating a relaxing atmosphere in my home. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, and I think, you know, you and I've talked about habit stacking before, and I think yes. there's still, there's so many opportunities here uh, that that same principle can be used because, you know, maybe your temptation is at night, you come in at about 830, you want a bowl of ice cream. Mm-hmm. And every night at 830, you're in your kitchen fixing, you know, half pulling out your half gallon and putting 14 scoops in a bowl and going over and, you know, eating the ice cream. Okay. So I got to quit doing that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's emotional eating for me. I've identified it. Now I got to quit doing that. So at eight 30 at night, you better put something yeah. else in there. First right. of all, let's not buy the ice cream. 
Okay. Yeah. Because if it's not there, you can't fix it. Okay. So there, that that's helpful. But if it's, if it's emotional eating, if the ice cream's not there, you're just going to go over to the chip counter and you're going to look for that. And so finding something else, okay, what can I do instead? So maybe yeah. it's, you know what, at eight 30 every night, I take a walk okay. yeah. at eight 30 every night. I go do this thing. And, and I stack a habit with that. Maybe it's, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, while I'm walking, I'm going to pray while I'm walking. I'm going to listen to uh, the rooted deep podcast. Uh, You know, while I'm walking, I'm going to, you know, listen to the Bible or I'm going to read, I'm going to, I'm going to get out my, my books and my Bible and I'm going to journal. It's just, what am I going to fill this time with? Exactly. It needs to be something. It needs to be, it needs to, and it needs to be something fulfilling in some mm-hmm. way, whether it's, you know, definitely not, you know, don't switch sugar for salt, you know, and, and we, we struggle with that at the workshop. If they, they can't, they replace an addiction with another addiction, another you know, addiction. a lot of people replace, you know, they replace a, a cocaine addiction with a marijuana addiction. Well then, okay. Now marijuana has to, you know, dry, yeah. dial it back to cigarettes and then, eat, you know, and so, you had, so we don't, that's not the, the path that we choose. We're like, you know, let's, let's stop and add in, um, some, some healthy, a healthy, like you said, you have to fill that void or that vacuum, uh, uh, but it has to be fulfilling, like you said. So, you know, whether you're replacing eating with exercise or you're replacing, uh, scrolling with, okay, I'm going to pray, you know, I'm going to still have my phone, but I'm going to text some friends and say, Hey, I'm going to pray for you today. What can I pray for? You know, and Mm -hmm. those type of things, something that's, you know, something that can be generally, and it's interesting. I've noticed in my life, it's just, it was just interesting how much of a difference that made, even when I went to bed, because it was like, I was starting my, my nightly routine a little bit earlier, mm. just by going in and, and straightening up my bedroom and making it, you know, and I call it, I'm going to give myself turndown service, you know, and I, so it's a little bit luxurious and it's a little bit fancy turn on my, you know, my diffuser or whatever, yeah. but it's, it gave me that, um, that same, like you said, I had to replace it with something and gave, um, and so you have to make sure the mindfulness of not just stopping one thing, but starting a new habit and starting that, you know, I love that. I love habit stacking. It's helped me a lot. And, um, and so I think that's really important to think about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I love the book of Proverbs is, is this, you know, it's just filled with these wisdom statements and Proverbs 25, 16 says, you know, basically, and I'm going to just paraphrase this. It says, if you know, if you find honey, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, eat just enough because too much of it and you'll vomit. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Can't get any clearer than that. Well, there we go. Um, and so, I, but I think, what is he trying to say? It's like, okay, wait a minute. This is a call for moderation, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and self-control too, yeah. too much of a good thing. Um, and in all, and that becomes where so much of our addictive behavior can come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, as we look at that, man, how do we recognize where I, my areas of problem and then make a plan, make yeah. a plan for change. Um, if you're going to remove something, fill the hole, plan to fill the hole. And, um, you know, and then some of you may still be, yeah, get get an accountability partner Mm -hmm. and, you know, begin to take steps, um, to stop. And and then I I think we're going to add one more thing at the end of this, because this is the hardest part, Allison. And that is you're going to have to say no and deprive yourself of that high. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. you're not going to like that for a while. Yeah. 
And, let's and there be will be a physical and, and understand there, there, there is going to be, especially with certain of some of these activities, most of these, activities, there's going to be a physical response to your no. And you have to be mm-hmm. prepared for that. Um, that's why we're saying like, definitely try to replace it, keep your mind occupied or whatever, but you have to say, it, you have to. Um, and I just remember that counseling that I don't know if you remember this Bob Newhart video um, where he's just like, just stop it. You're, I don't know if you remember this counseling video and it was like this lady I do not. for counseling. It's, tell me. Uh, you know, Bob, you know, Bob Newhart. Yes, I mean, of course, like, Bob he's Newhart. The best. He's so, so funny. This lady comes in for counseling and he's like, I'm just going to give it to you. Just stop it. And, and she just kept, but what happened? No, just stop it. Just stop it. And it's, it's obviously a what not to do with counseling because he's like, sure. we're not going to go into the details. But at the same time, at some point, once you recognize this once you recognize I do have a problem I I have a plan I've made a plan and now it's time to put the brake on and say it's time to say no it's time to stop it's time to back off but as I'm doing that when I say no I know I already I have I have this plan in place Mm -hmm. Um, and I I, that's so important to have that plan to have that partner that friend that's going to say you know but you have to make a decision to despite how you're going to feel after you, if you don't eat ice cream at night, um, there yeah. is going to be that craving, but you do have to be strong and say no. Yep. You absolutely do. So maybe you're kind of coming to the end of this and you're still a little lost in the woods. You're thinking, I don't know if I got an addiction to this or not. So let's, let's take, let's take a quick quiz. All right, Allison, yeah. you ready? So let's just yeah. take a quick quiz and uh, 10 simple questions. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to let you take a little quiz and, uh, you can add up your yeses. Okay. So, uh, just count them on your finger as you go here, but here, number question, number one, do you find it difficult to control your consumption or your usage of a particular activity or a substance? Do you find it difficult to control your consumption or usage of a particular activity or substance? Question number one, question number two, have you tried to cut down or quit this activity or substance, but found it challenging? All right. Have you tried to quit and found it challenging? Number three, does this activity or substance consume a significant amount of your time, leaving you with less time for other important activities? All right. So does this activity or substance consume a significant amount of your time, leaving you with less time for other important activities? Question number four, have you noticed negative impacts on your relationships your work or other responsibilities due to your engagement with this activity or this substance. So do you notice negative impacts? Number five, do you feel restless, irritable, or anxious when you try to cut down or stop this activity or substance? Do you feel restless, irritable, anxious when you try to cut down? All right. Question number six, have you developed a tolerance needing more of the activity or a substance to achieve the same feeling or effect. So have you developed a tolerance? So you need more of it to feel the same. Number seven, do you continue engaging with this activity or substance, even though you're aware of its negative consequences? Do you continue even though you're aware of its negative consequences? Number eight, Have you withdrawn from social activities or hobbies you once enjoyed in favor of this activity or substance? Have you withdrawn from social activities or hobbies that you once enjoyed in favor of this activity or substance? Number nine, do you use this activity or substance to cope with negative emotions or stress? Is this a coping mechanism? Do you use it to 
cope with negative emotions or stress? And last question, number 10, have you made unsuccessful attempts to quit or control your engagement with this activity or substance? So have you made unsuccessful attempts to control or quit? So maybe you've counted those up. And if you answered yes to three of these questions or more, it might indicate you're struggling. Okay. Five or more. And you probably definitely are struggling. Okay. With, with something. And so it's just a good idea for whatever it was that you put in that little blank right there uh, to say, okay, maybe I need to work on this. So I, I know what it is. I need to work on it. So let's get a All plan. Right, so it's full disclosure. I did this as oh, you're, as you're working and you did I it. am, I have three yeses for coffee. Oh, you got three so, yeses for coffee. Three yeses okay. for coffee. But one of those is a yes, kind of no, maybe I don't know. So it was maybe mm. 2.5, but you have maybe to round 2. up 2.5. All right. Um, so now, so, yeah. so if you're there, Allison, I would just say, watch the coffee. Maybe watch you're not coffee. addicted to your coffee, but maybe you just watch it and make sure you don't start. Uh, you it go. doesn't start becoming your crutch. All right. right. Um, and if you go from one pot to two pots, you're definitely <laughs> over the top. All right. Uh, so, you know, I just think that we, we have to be so careful uh, as we step into this and recognizing, yep, that's me, um, you know, and understanding what my emotional triggers are. Yeah. Uh, understanding how I cope with life mm -hmm. and, and what my coping mechanisms are, how those can affect these addictive behaviors. Uh, re my reward system. I don't know how you reward yourself mm, or, yeah. you know, uh, but you know, how do you get rewarded for these? Cause we all have a way of rewarding ourselves, uh, in some way. And a lot of times the reward system becomes addictive, right? Right. Uh, exactly. so, yeah. uh, so dependency on something, obviously, you know, uh, so I, I think all of these things, just being, becoming aware, um, yeah. right. of our own, yeah selfishness at times, our own self-centeredness at times, our mm -hmm. self-focus, uh, coming aware of that and saying, okay, I, I, I need to deal with this, you know? Exactly. And we've talked about, we talk about this when, as, as we're closing, when we talk about the battle that is waged in our mind, we've talked mm -hmm. about it when we, when we did the Bible study in James, when we did the Bible study in Philippians, mm -hmm. when we did, we talk about how much the mind is. And so that's, that's again, why we're talking and why we base everything on being rooted deep, because number one, he's going, God through his word is going to help you identify where mm -hmm. you're imbalanced or where it, where that imbalance has, has turned into an addiction. Um, and then he's also given you the tools, uh, to, to fight that battle in the mind, mm -hmm. in the eyes, in the, you know, in the heart. Uh, and so that's why it's so important. We always talk about, it always goes back to, you know, that struggle starts. Um, and, you know, and you had a wonderful Bible verse to, uh, to in second Peter, yet just really helps us understand, you know, kind of how we're, how we're wired. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Where is that verse? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes. But yeah, where, I mean, where, just, where just is just that talking verse? About, well, I, you know, just when we talk about the struggle uh, the struggle that we have and how, how it affects us and how it will, um, how it becomes controlling. Um, but yeah, here it is. Peter I got it. I found it. I, I did. I found it. I found it. I, I knew I could find it here somewhere. Second Peter um, 219. I think that's the one maybe yes. you were talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it talks about, again, they, they promised them freedom while they themselves are slaves 
yeah. of depravity for people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and um, that verse, that's second Peter two nineteen. Um, you know, and Peter talks a lot about it because in first Peter five, eight, he says, be alert, be sober minded yeah. because you have an enemy, you know? And so I think, it you know, the mind. it does, it really does as we, it's what we think about is what controls us. Um, you know, uh, let's see, uh, first Corinthians 10, 13. I love this one. No temptation has taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful that won't let you be tempted above that you're able. And so, you know, I think a lot of us have to be reminded that we are able to fight back. We, yes. we are. We do have the power to change. We can break the mold. Um, That's not just God, who we are. Yeah. No, it is not just who we are. It's not just, well, this is the way I am. This way I've always been. Um, I can have self-control. I can yeah. change. I'm going to need God's help, but I can change. I don't want to be a slave. Mm-hmm. To any of these things. Uh, I really, I really don't. Um, and so I think if you're like, Hey, you know what? These are, these are the things I need in my life right now. Then I hope maybe something we've said, uh, you know, and obviously there's this topic is vast and we've, we've only covered it at the very surface level. And so many things we could have said we didn't, uh, but we just want to encourage you take a deep dive in this a little bit learn a little bit about yourself, take some really good steps, figure out what those triggers are for you. Where are you emotionally triggered? Um, find a way to replace some positive things, get a friend, create a routine. Uh, I mean, we've said so many things, so hopefully you'll find something that's going to really help you as, as you move through breaking the cycle of addictions in our lives, uh, because mm-hmm. it's really important if we're going to stay healthy spiritually, stay healthy mentally, stay healthy emotionally. And so remember, um, remember these tools that we've tried to share with you. And then also just take it to the Lord in prayer and just ask him, you know, search and, um, and, and like Reva said, find, phone a friend and say, what, what do you see in me? And sometimes it helps to look to, to have somebody else, you know, from the outside and say, I think you're, you know, and you're engaged too much in, you know, this or that. And so definitely, um, as we, as we, as we close, just remember that you have the tool it, within you, the Holy spirit and, and the, and the word of God, those are the, those are the biggest tools that we can help, um, that we can tell you about. So that's, that's how you stay rooted deep. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, we're excited to be able to continue this series next time. We'll be back talking a little bit more about some other topics. I think Allison, we're diving into codependency next time. So that's going to be a big topic as well. We'll look forward to being back with you next week. Uh, but until then stay rooted Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.